I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. everybody, it's Dean Jackson. And me, Joe Polish. And me. That's me. <laughs> Let's just call you me. That's what I just did. That's what That's I'm all about. all really need, really. It's my new brand. It's Dean Jackson. Me. And What's in it for me? <laughs> me, me, me. Yeah. But Sell you know me what? something. Great teach thing- me how to be a better marketer. The world is me oyster. I just thought of something when you said that. What would you think that of? That brand is actually in perfect alignment with all of everybody's prospects brands too. Totally. Because their favorite brand is me, 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 me. Yep. And why wouldn't it be? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, people's. Oh, you think that they're thinking about you? No, no, no. They're thinking about them. No, no, no. They're, they're, you know, people think about themselves. Uh, it's their own personal self-interest and how they're going to be satiated and, you know, that sort of stuff and what their worries and concerns and every other human need, desire, emotion, um, feeling, whatever that we all have in different ways, shapes and forms, but it's all about them. And therefore, if you want to get people to buy into what it is that you are offering, uh, you better make it about them. You better talk to them in a, you got to read their minds. Yeah. As best you can. And you know, one of the things we've said before is, uh, I don't think you said it, Dean, but I, uh, and I didn't, I certainly didn't. Well, tell me what it is. And no, I'll no, tell it's, you it's mar- it. marketing is applied psychology. And so part of mm-hmm. it is, you know, I love that, that saying, if you want to, uh, if you want to sell what John Smith, John Smith buys, you got to see through John Smith's eyes. And there's right. many other little things we talk about, like the Robert Collier letter book, enter a conversation that's already existing in the prospect's mind and, and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Me and you are going to go on a little rambling session on today's uh, I Love Marketing episode and talk about uh, that. Talk about reading people's minds. Yes. Because, you know, so much of it, and that, you're, you're absolutely right. The reason that, um, you know, we wanted to talk about this tonight is because um, I, I sent you over some examples of some things that I've been seeing all over the place for a company called Fisher Investments. And it's been amazing to me because, you know, you, they advertise on, on, uh, on Drudge and on, uh, like DrudgeReport.com, on TMZ.com, on all, all kinds of sites. And they must do some uh, retargeting because everywhere, you know, I go, they kind of, um, follow along. So the ads show up a lot and there's a good chance that, that everybody who's listening has probably seen one or more of these ads too. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Marketers. That they, yeah. They really illustrate the, the idea of entering the conversation that's going on in people's minds right now and tying their product, their offer into that, you know, conversation, what's going on right now. And I sent you over a couple that were sort of election year related. And in, in election years, 
you know, one of the things that people always wonder is what's going to happen. You know, how's that going to affect the stock market? It's always, there's always some volatility in election years. And so they tie into that, that that's the conversation going on. They've got, um, and we'll put up uh, samples of these ads on, on ilovemarketing.com. So you can go and, and take a look at them. Um, if you're just listening on iTunes right now, but, um, you know, the, the first two, the, the headline, and, and this is really all they've really had to change to, to join in on that conversation that's going on is just changing the headline. They basically got the same ad, um, with a different headline. So the first headline is what could happen to the stock market if Obama is reelected? And then the ad says, if you have a $500,000 portfolio, you should download the latest report by Forbes columnist Ken Fisher's firm. It tells you what we think may happen in the 2012 elections and why. The must-read report includes research and analysis you can use in your portfolio right now. Don't miss it. Click here to download your report. Very simple, very short, very um unadorned by any kind of graphics or any kind of dancing chickens or flashing lights or anything like that. No um, flash animation on it. And then, uh, you know, they've got, yeah. And you know, uh, that, that, another, fla- that flashing chicken thing really tends to just pull people in like crazy. It really does. Well, they sell, I wonder if they've tested that. It, well, it, and by the way, just so I can be interruptive here, like, you know, to get people to, you know, get to, to sell things like hotcakes. You've heard that before, right? It's going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah. You with me? I, I need you to explain the historical, like, where's that come from? The selling like hotcakes. Someone told me once. I mean, there's, and, and I just can't That's remember. one of those things. Do you know what that means? I sort of do, but I mean, I know what it means, like the purpose behind it, the things, but, but like literally, you know, like, what is a hot cake? I guess it's like some sort of pancake or something. And, uh, I, you know, not only do I not know, cause I'm not all that bright, you know, it's not like I can go on Jeopardy or anything. Well, here it is. I just, you know, thanks to the power of the interwebs, I've got a, uh, the, the, uh, the super highway, idioms, the information, dictionary. <laughs> the information super highway. <laughs> exactly. I have access. Let's take it to back. Let's get old worldwide school. network. I've got a, I've got access to a worldwide network. Go ahead. What is it? So sell like hotcakes means to sell quickly and in large numbers. Mm -hmm. Hmm. But that doesn't tell me, uh, that doesn't tell you the, uh, beginning of it. Yeah. Why don't you just pull up the Wikipedia page on the origin of the hotcake? (laughs) <laughs> we, we, you know, we'll, we'll just, here's what we'll do. We'll just let anyone that's Please listening to this. By. Yeah, just, they can go post comments on I love marketing.com. Please stand by. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can Selling do a whole episode like next time. Cakes. Exactly. Okay, sorry. Let's see if there's anything in Wikipedia. I just completely th- threw you off. So go back to the importance of this, uh, change in the headline. <laughs> what could happen to the stock market if Obama is reelected? So then wouldn't it be great because some people might not be thinking they might be either, you know, there's only four options here. You're, you're either an Obama fan mm-hmm. and that's your primary driver and you think everything's going to be fine if, if people will just come to their senses and, and keep Obama in power. And then you might think that you don't like Obama and you think the stock market's going to be great if we could just get rid of Obama. And you might be a Republican and you might be more attracted to a headline that says what could happen to the stock market if Republicans take back the White House. 
which is what they've changed the headline of that ad to read. And they're entering a completely different conversation. And it, you know, it illustrates a couple of things. And there's other examples of this here, but, um, there's a couple of, of illustrations in this that, you know, you're, you're entering that conversation just by the headline. That headline is getting someone's attention. And if, you know, they're going to see Republicans, they're going to see uh, Obama, those are things that are going to jump out at people and arouse their interest enough to click to see what is on the other side of that to find out about, well, I wonder what would happen if Obama is reelected or if the Republicans take back the White House. And it just goes to show so often you don't have to really change the entire message every time you are uh, going out there, you can just change the headline. It reminds me of your, um, you know, even resending the letter that you were talking about with, with Bill Phillips, you know, where he had the three, three tractor trailers full of, of um, myoplex, myoplex or yep. whatever there. Yeah. And you just sent the same letter with an X through one of the, one of the things which essentially changes just the headline, right? Yeah. Cause exactly. you either read it or, or they didn't. And so there's lots of, of examples of that, of being able to just change a headline just to, just to get attention. So, you know, it, it's kind of a, um, you know, an interesting thing to think that you can really reach somebody who wasn't reachable when you were saying how, uh, talking about Obama, they blocked it out or they weren't interested in it. But then somebody taught you talk about the Republicans and now all of a sudden you have their interest. Yep. And see, pretty interesting. No, no. It's, it, kind of see, see here, here's the know? thing too. The, and, this is, this is, so basic on one level, but so sophisticated on another that people will have a tendency to totally miss uh, the point. So now, you, yeah. so you said you're going to put this up on the uh, I That's Love Marketing. That's why I really think that we should. Yeah, I'm going to put these up on ilovemarketing.com. But this is why I think we should really beat this into the ground. Think so about they really do get the importance of it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Think think about what a smart deal that is for them. Here we've just exposed, um, you know. Ken Fisher's uh, pitch to basically tens of thousands of people, and uh, that's true. Someone could actually seek maybe, this uh, out and try to buy something here. That is exactly right. And maybe we should um, maybe we should get them to pay us for like sponsorships or something. But you exactly. Know, but anyway, we're not endorsing this in any way, shape, or form, and we're not disendorsing it. We're just showing you the promotional piece because the market. You know what I was like? One of my favorite weasel words on TV. You know how whenever there's a paid advertisement yeah. or something or a show that's a sponsored show, and the networks always say the views in the preceding show were do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Right. Which gives them, like, unless you like it. If you like it, then that's our view. But if you don't, that's not necessarily the way we feel. Yeah, which is, it's actually, it's actually quite funny. So. It is kind of funny. Well, there, yeah. So, so put all these ads up there. Let people see these. So let's, okay, let's go through okay. this and dissect it and kind of explain what's going on and why it should apply 
to everybody that's listening. So let's let kind of go mm-hmm. through the whole things. Let's let's read the copy again, Dean. The first one is the headline. So the first one, yeah, yeah. You, you want to read it? You want sure, me? I'll read it, and then you, you we go back and forth, okay. and they can see what his voice is more soothing. Um, what could happen to the <laughs> stock market if Obama is reelected? Question mark. Uh, and then it goes on with the ad. If you have a five hundred thousand dollar portfolio, portfolio, maybe you should be reading. Let me Selecting start again. your target market. If you, yeah, if you have a five hundred thousand dollar portfolio, you should download the latest report by Forbes columnist Ken Fisher's firm. It tells you what we think may happen in the two thousand and twelve elections and why. This must-read report includes research and analysis you can use in your portfolio right now. Don't miss it. Click here to download your report. Now, that's pretty good copy, isn't it? I mean, that's pretty compelling mm-hmm. as, a, as a compelling offer. If you are someone who has a $500,000 portfolio, that's immediately for you. Exactly. Probably a lot of the people who are downloading this don't have a $500,000 portfolio too, but it's because, but it's compelling. Yeah. And you know, people really seem to like my is selling evil sort of a uh, little video that's online um, is selling evil and which everyone needs to go to YouTube and type in is selling evil. I haven't set up the website, which I haven't decided what to do with it yet, but I actually own the website is selling evil.com now. And, uh, you know, basically, you should come up with a good strategy for that for me, Dean. I mean, it's the least you could do. And basically, uh, one of the things that I say in that three minute and 40 second video is that, you know, some sales, um, offers are designed to not attract, but to repel. And so this ad mm-hmm. is intended to attract based on the headline and based on the click here to download your free report, but it's repelling too in the very first Sentence, you know, right after. If you have a five hundred thousand dollar portfolio, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's only three. There's only four sentences in this entire ad. Uh, if you include the headline, it, you could say five. But it says, if you have a five hundred thousand dollar portfolio, portfolio, comma, you should download the latest report by Forbes columnist Ken Fisher's firm. First sentence. In the second sentence, it tells you what we think may happen in the two thousand and twelve elections and why. Third sentence, this must-read report includes research and analysis you can use in your portfolio right now, period. And then the last sentence is, don't miss it. And then click here to download your report. So, and then, you know, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's only four sentences and there's a headline, but it's powerful. And, you know, you know that these guys have really thought through every single word and they got that mm-hmm. body copy, right? And then, of course, you'll see the different headlines are designed to attract and to repel different individuals and different people for different reasons. Right. So let's read some of the other ones. So the, the, some of the other headlines that they have, it's, uh, should you be buying stocks right now? See, and that's an interesting thing because it's the kind of question that a lot of people might be asking right now. Should I be buying stocks right now? And then they just slightly change the ad. They still say if you have a $500,000 portfolio, you should download the latest report. And then they say it tells you where we think the stock market is headed and why. This must-read report includes our latest stock market forecast, plus research and analysis you can use in your portfolio right now. Don't miss it. Click here to download your report. And, you know, all of these, if the same thing, with the stock market, the state of the market, there, the next headline says, are we in a bear market? 
So you've got that. Should you be buying stocks right now? Are we in a bear market? So what's it's your kind of you know it, what what's your what's your experience with um, questions as the headline? Because I mean, even your you know your magic email formula with nine words and you know I mean, you, mm-hmm. you really focus um, on questions a lot. But then another one of their headlines is four ways to avoid running out of money during retirement. Yes. Yeah, see, that's the thing. There's the others that got, uh, four ways to avoid running a month out of money during retirement. That's appealing to the conversation that's going on in somebody's head that might say, what if I, what if I run out of money? I wonder if my, what if the stock market never turns around and I never gain back what I've already lost? And what if I lose more? What if I, cause I, I could run out of money. I mean, I know that, you know, people in their 60s right now who were sort of approaching retirement thinking they were sitting pretty, you know, three years ago or four years ago, uh, would might be pretty worried about running out of money during retirement. Could you imagine if you were, if you retired in 2008? Yeah. What, what you might be thinking is like all of a sudden you look at your, you know, when did the stock market, when did the, when did it peak? 2007 or something? Yeah, probably. Heck, I, I don't, I don't exactly know. In there. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, but you look at it and it's like, wow, that's just, you know, could you imagine people thinking this is great? The, the, the market peaks. They look at their stock portfolio. They think I am set for life. And they're thinking, I am, I'm out of here. I'm going to take early retirement. I'm not going to wait three more years. I'm going to retire now. And they retire. And then all of a sudden the market turns around and it doesn't appear like, you know, they don't know what to, what to expect, you know? Right. Right. Well, so more l- ways to avoid running out of money during retirement. They're kind of, they may be scrambling. Although the market's, you know, been, um, in great rebound, you know. Well, I want to I want to read the copy here because they 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 address this if you you know to subtle changes, and this is you know the real lesson here. Um, because if you're listening and you're thinking, okay, this is redundant, this is boring, get to the you know the magic secret. You know, really, one of the magic secrets is this this continual honing and testing. I mean, uh, you know, Carl uh, Deichler and um, Jonathan. Uh, Cognin, who, you know, created and founded, um, beachbody.com. They sell P90X and everything. You know, when I had, uh, met with them out in San Diego, um, I'm sorry, San Diego, LA, um, you know, he was telling me about how much testing and meticulous tweaking that they yeah, had, right. had done with, uh, P90X in the beginning just to, just to get it to work. And then once they had that formula, I mean, just their, so scientific and they're so specific about how they do testing. You look at what's, yeah, I agree with that. And, and so much of it is really matching the conversation that's going on right now. Yeah. You know, like years ago, it was like, um, you know, exercising really wasn't working out and stuff really wasn't the, um, that really wasn't the thing. It was people were looking for the shortcut things, you know, so like take this pill or, or, uh, you know, just sit on your couch and hook up these electrodes and work your abs, you know, get a six pack of abs while you're watching TV. 
that those were all the message kind of thing. It's like, you know, you lose weight without dieting, without exercising, without, you know, expensive gym memberships, all those things. It was like, that was the magic formula, right? That was what was really popular. And now, I mean, culturally, it's changed to the point where, you know, P90X now, the appeal of that is really going after the people who have totally embraced the healthy lifestyle. And they're almost like saying, you know what, this is really hard <laughs> and you're probably not going to be able to do it. And if you somehow do survive it, you probably are going to lose weight and get ripped, you know? Yes, there's a heck of a and lot. To some people, that's the conversation that appeals to them. Right. Yeah. There's there's a lot there's a lot less thigh master ab sort of machines, right. Tony Little sort of gazelle, you know, things than there were in the past. Uh, I mean, every once in a while, we'll see a short form infomercial where you, you know, you strap on some belt that'll just convulse you, and you'll immediately get you know rock solid abs. But uh, you know, there's there's a heck of a lot less, and yeah, and and, and I think. Um, if you just take a look at what Beachbody has done, I mean, they make no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're going to sweat your ass off, and you know this is a hard workout, and that's appealing to a, a large segment, and that's why you know they're one of the most successful, you know, infomercial companies in the world. Um, okay, so let me, let me read this this ad though, Dean, because it's there's subtle differences here, and I want everyone to really pick up on this so they can kind of get what we're saying here. So four ways to avoid running out of money during retirement. If, if you have a five hundred thousand dollar portfolio, I uh, say it again, download the guide by Forbes columnist Ken Fisher's firm. Even if you have something else in place, this must-read guide includes research and analysis you can use right now. Don't miss it. So they say, even if you have something else in place. And now the headline is, four ways to avoid running out of money during retirement. So immediately they're like, well, you know, if they just said how to avoid running out of money during retirement, that's not as good as four ways to avoid running out of money during retirement, because it immediately makes your brain think, well, what are those four ways? Even if you're not consciously aware of it. And then, of course, mm-hmm. I like the credentialization. Download the guide by Forbes columnist, Ken Fisher's firm. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't even say Ken Fisher, Ken Fisher's firm. Okay. And so really small, subtle changes here, but it completely communicates something entirely different than the other ads. Although it's almost the same. Yeah, it really is. And, but that, you know, that, that kind of thing you asked about a question, you know, are we in a bear market or, um, or a statement, four ways to avoid running out of money during retirement. What they both have going for them is they both have sort of, um, curiosity involved in it. You know, when you, when you think about the, not only are you, you entering the, um, conversation that's going on in somebody's mind, but as you've got to imagine the conversation going on in their mind as they interact with the, um, with the ad itself, you know? Yes. Cause that headline, that, that hearing that, are we in a bear market? That's going to trigger some thoughts in their minds. Indeed it will. And as they interact, what are they thinking? Um, you know, what are they thinking, uh, enough to click on that app? So let me, let me time out for a minute. So what at okay. this point, 
should everyone that's listening to this be taken away from what we're talking about? Well, I think two things. I mean, the first thing that we are, um, the first thing that, that we're looking at here is that these are great examples of profit activator number two, compel your prospects to call you or to identify themselves or to ask for something. You know, all this stuff is very, um, compelling going into the, um, going into just getting them to identify themselves. There's nothing about invest with us. There's nothing about do anything, um, you know, beyond download this report. The only thing they're, they're selling is download this report. That's the whole thing. Just as completely as a, uh, lead generator. Yep. It's totally, you know, uh, this is, this is education based marketing, you know, from the initial standpoint of it. And I mean, now, of course, uh, I personally have not read the report, so I don't know to what degree, you know, I can't speak to that, but we definitely know for a fact that they are making lots of money because the, the, they are everywhere and they have done a tremendous mm-hmm. amount of very powerful effective promotion. And so the point is, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if this is not the business you're in. You want to look at the anatomy of what is going on here because that's when it's applicable to you. So how would someone take this, Dean? I mean, obviously I'm asking you a devil's advocate question. I already know the answer to this and we talk about this stuff mm-hmm. on every episode of I Love Marketing, but again, you know, reiteration. And stuff like, um, what if someone's not in this business? How do they apply it to their deal? Someone listening here, what, what do they do? Well, the, um, I think that one of the things that you start looking at is what is the conversation that's going on in your prospect's mind? I've talked about this, uh, before and, you know, we talk about it as really the, uh, the cheese, you know, what's the cheese that's on their mind? Um, and what are they really thinking about? What do they really want? You know? And so I look at it that, you know, I shared the, um, idea, <coughs> excuse me, of what we've used with the, um, offering somebody the, the free May 2012 report on, Winter Haven house prices or Winter Haven lakefront house prices, you know, where it's very specific. You're entering the conversation that's already going on in somebody's mind about, uh, if they're thinking about selling their house, what is the first thing that they want to know? You know, what's the first thing that they're really thinking about? Right. And that's what, so when you think about, you want to go through a couple of examples, like let's maybe, you know, do you want Talk about maybe some ways of, of entering the conversation that's going on in, in somebody's mind. I mean, how did you use that in approaching carpet cleaners, for instance? Well, for one, uh, you know, I was one of them, so that actually helped. And when you are, you know, if you're a skier, you kind of know what being interested in skiing is like. You kind of know what, uh-huh. you know, people are going out there buying because you're one of those people. And if you're not one of those people, you better learn a little bit about those people. You know, what keeps them up at three in the morning? I would always ask myself that question, you know, that kind of a crazy, I don't even know where I got it from originally. I don't know, you know, Dan Kennedy or Gary Halbert or something, but, um, you know, what 
keep someone up at three in the morning with, you know, bile in their esophagus, you know, <laughs> that's keeping them literally that ridden with anxiety. Is there anything? And if there is, mm-hmm. what is it? And, and, you know, that sort of stuff. Now, that would be like, okay, you know, if you're trying to sell stuff to carpet cleaners and you don't ask yourself that question, a lot of people would be like, well, you know, I mean, I'm not really in that sort of business. My clients don't think like that. But think about it a little. I mean, really, like what keeps people mm-hmm. up? Well, you know, I sell cupcakes. I mean, you know, no one's, well, you know, you you could. You could apply. If you sell shoes, you know, you, you sell cars, you sell, mm-hmm. you know, graphic design. I mean, like if you really ask yourself that question, what it does is it really forces you to think about that. So I used to think like, you know, what is their anxieties? I would tend to go towards the pain. What is the pain that is going on in their mind? Because, you know, if I have a solution and even if it will help them, if they don't have enough of a motivation, a desire or pain, which is one of the most, you know, you can sell with features, you can sell with benefits, you can sell with pain. And pain is one of the best ways to actually approach a situation if you have the ability to remove it. Because, you know, when people hurt, they, you know, they don't want to be in pain. Like we just did a uh, 25K group uh, last week, you know, last Thursday and Friday. And we have a zhealth.net, uh, Eric Cobb and Kathy, um, brilliant company, smart people, uh, help one of the most unique ways of taking people out of pain. And I was introduced to him by, uh, by Dan Sullivan. And what's funny is like, you know, Eric, um, raised his hand and he, he said that he's like, how many of you in the room are in pain right now? You have some sort of pain And about 40% of everyone in the group, like literally raised their hand. And it was just simply asking that the I, audience I was with you, yeah, when that was, yeah, yeah, like you know, are you in pain? And as soon as you know, and it seems like such a simple question, but if you just ask people, you know, does this cause you pain? Are, are you in pain? And you know, four ways to avoid running out of money during retirement is not a benefit. It's not a feature. It's pain because running out of money would be painful. And if you don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> You know, you got to know what to do. And so the way that I would enter the conversation, uh, you know, in their mind is I would always think of the things that cause me pain and anxiety. And, you know, I simply was kind of in a, in a good situation because I created the exact marketing, you know, course, manual, strategies, et cetera, um, instructions um, that I just wish had existed when I first got into the business. So I could avoid, you know, two years of, you know, sh- sheer hell for me. I mean, it was miserable. I mean, the first couple of years of my business, living off credit cards, being dead broke, doing hard manual labor and actually paying to do that, there was nothing fun about that. So I understood the pain, the anxiety, you know, the the desire to want to run a successful business and thinking you're doing everything right and treating people ethically and still having, you know, bait and switch carpet cleaners doing better than you financially and, you know, wanting to throw in the towel but not having any other options of what you're going to do anyway, going deeper into credit card debt. You know, I, I mean, I kind of lived through that sort of situation, so I think I had the ability uh, to speak to it. Uh, but while I was living through that sort of situation and I, I had not discovered the power of words, I understood the pain, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to get myself out of it. And it wasn't until I actually started studying marketing 
for, you know, of course, turning my business around that, that, that it really sort of made sense. But once, so then once I started communicating with people in their ads, you know, the beauty of running ads, if you pay attention and you create, use direct response, like click here to download this guide. If you're running AdWords, if you're paying for any sort of advertising, you actually, the marketplace are the ones that are actually telling you if they're resonating with you or not by clicking on your stuff, requesting your information, calling your free recorded message, responding to whatever response mechanisms you have because all direct response has a response mechanism. So you actually can figure out what's going on in people's heads based on if they're responding to your marketing or not. And if they're not responding to your marketing, guess what? You're having a conversation that is not relevant to them at all or you're fishing with the right bait in the wrong lake you know you can sometimes have the right bait you're just fishing in the wrong place or you're fishing in the right place with the wrong bait so the key is fish in the right place with the right bait and you're going to have the highest chances of uh of success so you know um after i of course had started having lots of different conversations through quote unquote marketing, you know, I got into things like the DOS conversation, you know, from Dan Sullivan, you know, what are their dangers? What are their opportunities? What are their strengths? And I, and I would start asking people, you know, what, you know, what, what do you right. want? What frustrates you about this? What do you need? If you could wave a magic wand over your business, you know, cause I was selling to business owners and have, you know, three things come true. What would those three things be? And to this day, yeah. I use that question all the time. If I'm going to, you know, if I was selling something, oh, you know, in the ideal world, what would you want something like blank to do for you? You know, if you could wave mm-hmm. a magic wand, I mean, you're, you know, your prospects and your clients, if asked in the right way, will tell you. If you simply don't know how to get into their heads, ask them. Yeah. And I mean, you know, when you, <laughs> and you think about if you're, especially in a business to business situation, if you, you know, it's pretty clear, you're not getting into the, um, you know, the, the really deep subconscious reasons why somebody, um, is influenced to buy something or why somebody is, is, um, you know, persuaded, you know, and that's the whole, uh, that's the whole way, you know, is just thinking, what is it that they really want? Like you look at our, our stop your divorce, you know, and really all you need to do is say those words, stop your divorce, right? Three words. And that speaking to the right person is exactly what they want. You know, dude, I got a computer here. I, I think I'm going to, hold on. Let me see if I can look up some spice girls. What's that song? You know, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If you want to be my lover. Yeah, if you want to be my... Come on, sing it for us. Yeah. I don't think so. What is that song called? Is it Wannabe? I think it's Wannabe. Um, Yeah, I think so. Wannabe, yeah. Okay, I'm trying to find the video. Yeah, it's called Wannabe. All right, here, let's see if we play this. Tell me what you want. Let's see. This will be good. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, that's right, baby. If you want my future, forget my past. All right, anyway, I have really, mm-hmm. I think we've lost about half of our, uh, 
I love really monarchy listeners. If we, if we, now. If we track like, the podcast like uh, listenership right now, we just dropped off the, the cliff, which is good because the best part <laughs> is about to come. <laughs> now here it comes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Now that we've gotten rid of the new listeners. That's right. <laughs> Then we could talk. So, so okay. So let's uh, no. So in your in your particular case, what are some ways that you have gotten inside people's heads? And, and what I'd like to actually cover on this episode is your process for sitting down in mostly your evil scheme hatchery because that's where you do most of your thinking and mm-hmm. kind of go through it. And you know, it's funny about the process too. I spent about forty five minutes on the phone with Tim Ferriss yesterday. And he has a new, uh, if, if, you know, at the time you're listening to this podcast, you know, if you've listened to this right when we publish this episode, which some people will, some people won't, he has a video, um, 30 minute episode that Morgan Spurlock did on him, which is on. Yeah, on, I watched that. Yeah, yeah. A day in the life. Exactly. And so you can go find that mm-hmm. on Tim's blog, you know, and he kind of goes through his, his process, which is funny. And he, you know, his new, book that's going to be coming out, The 4-Hour Chef, is really about how to figure out, you know, how to learn, basically. It's going to be, you know, how to learn uh, anything, because he goes into particular different categories and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so I want to get, so he kind of talks about his process a little on that on that video, but this book is going to be really about a whole nother process. But I want to kind of go through your, I want to hear your process because I think you've got very unique, uh, applicable ways that people do it and, and, and will, will remind, uh, people that are brand new to I love marketing to, to go to the search function and type in 50 minute focus finder. If you've never watched Dean's video, uh, is, I mean, literally is one of the best, um, totally usable. Uh, immediately will produce results for you in your thinking um, in in 50 minutes. It's just a fantastic video that we put in up, you know, in the very beginning when we started. Uh, I love marketing, and it's absolutely worth worth uh, watching. But anyway, Tim, Tim Tim is going to speak at my New York event um, along with Mark Thompson and, and Ned Hollowell and Ariana Huffington and Peter Diamandis and all that. So what I'm doing right now is plugging that. And it's a, I understand. it's That's a $10,000 event. Not? And if you want to come see a bunch of really amazing people in the highest level brainstorm, it's, uh, it's in New York, August 8th and 9th, 25kgroup.com forward slash NY. So there we go. That's my plug. Um, but let's, let's, go. let's go through in, do you have anything that you are selling, Dean, that people should really go look at? <laughs> well, you know, all the, um, realtor uh, stuff, you know, uh, any, uh, that's what's been great is the things that we are talking about here are really about really getting in the mind. Like you can think through what is it that your, your prospect really want, you know? And so I know that what real estate agents really want and need is they want listings. Yep. So I have a, a program called getting listings.com and guess what you get there? A complete turnkey way to, to get listings. I know that realtors need to find buyers. So we've got a website called findingbuyers.com. And guess what you find there? A whole turnkey system for finding buyers. And I know that realtors need to get referrals. So we've got a website called gettingreferrals.com. Yeah. All crystal clear, you know? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just really confusing for people to really know what that means, you know? Gettingreferrals.com, getting listings, getting, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know, maybe you should call <laughs> you it. Know what? Why don't like, you call it Dean like Jackson J- Enterprises? You ever thought oh, of I love Dean.com? I love Dean. Yeah. I mean, it. That's pretty good. I don't, we but I'm saying if it, if it was a dot com. All right. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. so let's, go, let's go through these other ones, including the, you know, what's going to happen. Um, let's see. Let's do the Republican one that says, uh, the Ken Fisher ad, uh, you know, to investors who want to retire comfortably is another one. If you have a $500,000 portfolio, uh, download, uh, the guide written by Forbes columnist and money manager, Ken Fisher's firm and money manager. They threw in this one. It's called the 15 minute retirement plan. Even if you have something else in place right now, it still makes sense to request your guide. Click here to download your guide. Why do you and think that's all the, yeah, so go ahead. Yeah. That's all the what? Remember, it's all it is. That's the whole thing. It's like, you know, the, the lesson in that is, you know, going into their minds where they, you know, uh, that they're looking at the um, reason, you know, why why am I going to do this here? Right. Uh, and you keep them completely focused on because I want to know what's going to happen if the Republicans take uh, the White House back, you know? Right, right. What is going to, yeah, cause see, that's the, the, the next set. It says, you know, what could it's happen? It's not like, here's what we're going to do. It's not what we're going to do to, um, sell you on using our firm as your investment advisors or, or getting you to open an account with us. That's not what it's about. There's plenty of time to talk about that. And that's the, that's the, that's the distinction between profit activator number two and profit activator number three, you know, compelling your prospects to call you and then educating and motivating them to meet you. And they're, you're not doing the same, you're not doing them at the same time. You're sacrificing selling Right now, you're sacrificing the educating and motivating just to focus on the compelling them to identify themselves, you know? Hey, you said something, and did you say this right? You said there's plenty of time to sell them later. There is, absolutely. Okay. Once you know who they are. Well, let's... If you know that somebody has come to your website and they've asked for a report and they have asked for it on the basis of responding to the ad that said, what's going to happen when the Republicans take the white house, you've got a few really good sort of pieces of information that you can use to continue that dialogue with them. You know, when you look at the whole thing, um, you know that there's a good chance that they have a, $500,000 portfolio and that they're politically activated, you know, they're motivated by or interested in curious about political ramifications of the stock market. If somebody asks for a report on how to avoid running out of money in retirement, that might be somebody who has some interest in or concern about their portfolio. They might already be retired. They might be very close to retirement, debating retiring. You know, when you are, by virtue of what they respond to, it can carve the path for where you are 
going to go with that dialogue, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's, yeah. here's the, here's the reason I wanted to bring that up. The whole plenty of time thing is I think one of the reasons that people don't develop and use funnel campaigns and get them, you know, put the time and effort into getting it right is because they're so either impatient, but it's not because they're impatient because they per se want to be impatient. They just desperately need business. They desperately need to sell something. And I don't know if you remember that old black and, uh, black light velvet poster with two, um, vultures that are sitting on a branch and one of them says, you know, to the other one, there's a little bubble over it said, it says, patience, my ass, I'm going to kill something. You remember seeing that one? <laughs> no, you can probably find it literally on, on Google. If you typed in buzzards, patience, my ass, you know, you probably find the actual graphic. And if you can, Dean, you should put it up on, uh, I love marketing.com. And if you can, okay, people, or you could find it. Pe- you, pe- you have Google, uh, I'll Google. There in Arizona, people, people think that I made it up. So, but anyway, no, so there's, there's this like, and it's, there's draw, I remember seeing it on a black, like something that would be sold at Spencer's and people that live in other parts of the world. We got a lot of listeners all over the world. They're like, what, what are you talking about? So, so, um, basically if there's plenty of time to always do this stuff, right. If you actually start doing it, uh, and the reason I think it, you know, is difficult for some people to immediately start using the most effective marketing, not just effective marketing. Certainly, if you get it absolutely right, you can just run an ad and people will call you and buy. If you've got such a demand for what it is you're selling, it's going to sell like hotcakes. However, you know, if you're not in that particular situation, you're going to have to develop and nurture a relationship with people the same way that you're going to plant a seed and you're going to water it and you're going to take care of it before you get a harvest. And so marketing is the same way there. It is not an event. It is a process. And if you, you know, if you literally develop the process, you actually can have, you know, you can have all the time in the world to actually educate people and compel them to actually you know, call you. And so the, the point though that I want to make and why I think it's such an important thing though is that, um, if people think, well, you know, I can't do this stuff, Joe and Dean. I mean, I, I don't have enough time. I just need to run an ad. I just need to go out and sell. The problem mm. with that sort of thinking is you're never going to run any sort of campaign or promotion that is going to be anywhere near as effective if you actually do these multi steps because you don't want to add additional steps in order to sell something to somebody just for the sake of adding steps and having to create, you know, follow up sequences and stuff. You want to do it because it's the most effective way to, you know, fish with a net versus fishing with a pole. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. I, yeah, I agree. I mean, the whole, um, you know, it's interesting. I had, um, somebody, one of our, uh, listeners stopped by, um, I won't say who or what kind of, uh, business they're in, but the, um, you know, they, they, he was showing me all the kind of things that they were doing and they are really kind of testing all these different things. And, and, you know, he showed me, well, this one we did, you know, we did, you know, we sent a couple of hundred of these and we got this kind of response. And, you know, and one of them was like a, you know, four or five times return on investment. And, but, but just as they would tell me, they went on to say, oh, and then we did this one and we did this one. And it's like, you know, this going back and forth 
going and testing things without really rolling it out, you know? Yes. And it's like there's all you really need is one um all you'd really need is one and go with it all the way, you know, rather than thinking about all these different ones. It's not, that's not what it's about. It's about connecting all the dots all the way through. That's why when we go through all those, the eight profit activators, you know, we start with the begin with the end in mind. What is it that they're actually going to be doing? What's their dream come true scenario that you're going to create for them? And knowing that that's where it's headed so that if you do that right, you can, you know, string and weave this, this, you know, um, common theme all the way through every step. Exactly. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. That is what you're trying to say. That's exactly, exactly what I'm trying to say. So read a couple of more, <laughs> read a couple more of the, the, the ads here. And then I want you to kind of go through okay. your process so that we can leave everybody with a process on how they can, you know, sit down and take everything we've talked about. They can get into the minds of their prospects and they can actually just start multiplying the effectiveness of what the hell they're doing, what they're trying to sell. <laughs> well, uh, so my process, and it's not, you know, it really is just like we talk about going through the, the eight profit activators, you know, starting with the, um, selecting that target market. Who is it that you're really trying to, um, attract, you know, when you're really, um, um, when you're really kind of, of, got an open book as to how, who you could attract. There's so many different people that you could attract when you, when you sort of get inside that mindset, when you identify who it is, it makes it so much easier than to really get a picture of what might be going on in their conversation. I think I've maybe talked about one of the um, examples that we used with the, uh, with real estate of doing the just listed and just sold cards. You know, most, most people send out just listed cards and say, Hey, just listed this one. And, and, uh, you know, with a picture of the house and a, um, and, uh, logo of the company and a picture of the agent and all that stuff. And then, you know, really looking at that being as self-serving not being something that's that's compelling. So when we thought this through as to what's going on in the mind of somebody who you're trying to attract, if your target market is the 50 neighbors around that house that you just listed who might be thinking about selling their house right now or know somebody who might want to buy that house, then you get into that mindset and you imagine them coming out in the morning and going to the end of the driveway to pick up the newspaper and wiping the sleep from their eyes and looking across the street and there's a for sale sign. Now, what if they got a postcard that said, do you know what the Johnsons uh, do? Do you know what your neighbors at 22 Greystone did last night? I mean, that's kind of like more like the conversation that's going on in their head, right? And we go on and paint that story. You know, the Johnsons have decided to, uh, they decided it's time to sell their house and they've listed it with, 
with Joe Polish and you're having that conversation very much like somebody would be having uh the conversation with their spouse when they come back in the house, you right. know? Yep. Yeah. And then when the house sells, they've been, you know, we have the conversation of, um, you know, your, uh, your neighbors, the polishes got exactly what they deserved and it could happen to you next. That one's and a great that's one. Kind of, it really is, you know? And I mean, that, a carpet cleaner could use that, right? Dude, I did. I, the Johnsons I, got exactly what they deserved and it could happen to you next. Yeah, I had a variation of that that one of my, um, mm-hmm. uh, one of my clients did in the Dallas Fort Worth area years ago, put a flyer out that says, you know, call and hear what my carpet cleaner, uh, did for me. Or, or, yeah, right. Well, did, my did, did to me. Did to me. Yeah, that's what it was. I mean, neighborhood got, alert. He got yeah, a ton, neighborhood alert. He got a ton of complaints. <laughs> but oh, really? I'm I'm not kidding you. Twenty percent of everyone in the neighborhood wow. called the free recorded message. It was so yeah. over the top, and he got so many calls. But there were so many complaints because some people were scared. Now, of course, that's where you actually have to test it because it's a contextual thing, and you could just shift a couple of words. But it is, uh, you know what? We'll talk about that one in the later one because of just timing and stuff. But I mean, it was mm-hmm. it, it was such a powerful, compelling piece of copy. Make a note of that. That we'll actually use. We'll we'll talk about that as a future episode because I can I can probably yeah. find the exact flyer that he used and everything. But it was off the charts. And I said, you know, just keep tweaking it and stuff, and you know, add some different verbiage so people aren't you know thinking it's like you know beware of the carpet cleaner sort of thing. It it, it was just. So powerful though. And, um, yeah. You know, if people really want to be entertained, they can actually do, uh, you know, YouTube searches for, you know, like Joe Polish 2020 and see the episode I did years ago with on ABC's 2020 as, uh, you know, anti bait and switch carpet cleaners. Cause I've been on TV five different times, uh, doing stories that teach consumers how to avoid getting ripped off by carpet cleaners. I haven't done one for years. I think the last one, you know, it's been, it's been a while, but, uh, you know, uh, I was very active for a long time, um, teaching a lot of my members, which to this day still do it, uh, getting a lot of local PR, educating consumers on how to choose a company, uh, using education based marketing, consumer awareness guides and, and things along those lines. Now, Dean, um, is there, is there any other ad here that you want to, you want to talk about or you just want to post them up at I Love Marketing? I'm going to post them all up. We talked about all the, we talked about the, the, um, headlines and how that can, uh, how that can go. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't even require a clever headline. It doesn't require a, um, you know, it doesn't require a creative headline if, because to a certain degree, to a certain, uh, segment of the population, they, you're already speaking, um, you know, they already are committed and want to buy. So sometimes like the best headline to sell a horse is horse for sale. Right. Or, you know, or that- corns. <laughs> you ever seen those yeah, exactly. corns? <laughs> yeah. Corns or warts, you know, I mean, I know these right. aren't sounding very exciting and all, but you know, sometimes you just need to say what the heck you're trying to say. Well, I'll tell you, there's, that's one of those things that the conversation often can be going on without even, uh, without it ever being a public 
conversation. You know, it's not something that you would even think about otherwise. I remember, um, um, Joe Stump had a bone spur in his heel one time and he was waking up and, you know, would go to stand on it and it would hurt like, like you read about. I mean, it would really hurt, you know? Right. And then he, uh, you know, I told him about this website, bonespur.com. And it's kind of an ugly site, but it has a sort of solution for, for bone spurs, you know? And it, it just goes to show you that when somebody's in pain, that it doesn't, you know, they, they look through all of that stuff, you know, they look through and, and the conversation is that they've got, um, that you've got a solution, you know? Yep, exactly. Uh, okay. So. With the time we got left, I just want you to give some suggestions on a process of how people can put themselves into the best possible advantage, best possible state in order to get inside the minds of their prospects and clients and actually produce a ad, a message that okay. will work. So I'm gonna, here I'm, here's how I'm going to answer it. Step one is select a single target market. Mm-hmm. Think of all of the people. Don't don't limit yourself in any way. Spend some time. Spend time. Get every single possible target market that you could, uh, target prospect that you can imagine out on paper. Go ahead. Go crazy as if you could serve everybody. Write them all down. Then Pick one of those people. Pick a single target market. Pick that market and get a picture of that person in your mind. Get right into their mindset. Think about, think about them and then jump up and start thinking about what would be a dream come true for that person. See, we bookend the, the profit activators. I mean, we bookend the, the compelling and the educating and motivating and the presenting your unique service offer. All of those things are steps along the way, but they are, um, based on your understanding of what would be a dream come true for your specific target audience. So, um, when you've done that, you know, when you've got that one target market, you've got that one person and, and I keep, um, I see that where people struggle is that they're reluctant, even on paper, even for the sake of doing an exercise, they're reluctant to limit themselves in any way. They're reluctant to limit themselves to a single target market. And so I'm saying just go through the exercise with that one person, you know, go through and think through what would be a dream come true for that person. And then when you come back to profit activator number two, compel your prospects to call you, think about what would be the one piece of information that they would be willing to identify themselves to get. What would they be willing to trade their name and their email address or their name and their mailing address to get? And when you do that, you know, you start thinking about that piece of information and then how can you get, how can you get that person to raise their hand because of it? You know, we, and sometimes the, you get, the more you take your personal self-interest out of it, because your self-interest is to get 
two, profit activator number three, and profit activator number four. Compel your prosper, uh, educate and motivate them to meet you, and then present your unique service offer. You know your your mafia offer, and those are the things you want to get to those steps. But the path to get there is to set your desire aside for now and focus only on their desire. And when you're doing that, you're, you're, you're going to be able to really get the words, the compelling thought, the offer that's going to uh, get somebody to identify themselves. And then when they've identified themselves, now you've got the opportunity to provide what you promised, educate them as to all the information that they would want and need to know in order to make a decision, and then motivate them. And motivating them means using something that is compelling to them that makes it easy for them to get started. You know, don't just leave it up to chance. And I I felt like this, the Fisher campaign here, when I ordered the report and I don't have it here in front of me, but I did order the, the um, report and I got it and it was, it was interesting. It was just like a, um, you know, kind of a consumer awareness guide, um, had a cover letter that went with it, but the, the compelling, I mean, the, the motivating part was not really that motivating, you know, that what they offered was just a conversation, you know, we'd like to have a conversation with you about your, or would you like to speak to somebody about your portfolio? You know, that kind of a thing. It wasn't like, it wasn't really, um, as compelling as it could have been, you know? Yes. And, um, so that's where when you really start thinking through the, the process, there's lots of opportunity for you. Endless, endless amounts. Endless. So, yeah. so, and I have a friend who actually, uh, sent me a, uh, you know, the, the, have you ever seen the, your e-cards, the someecards.com? They do these crazy and I have, pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty vulgar ones. Well, there's one that's, right. mm-hmm. there's, it's like a guy that's sort of like a Ben Franklin talking to like a Lincoln character and, you know, a, uh, an animation and it's, uh, why, you know, cartoon actually, you know, why, and he's saying, why is pati- patience a virtue? Question mark. Why can't hurry the fuck up be a virtue? <laughs> 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 so basically, that is perfect. yeah. So if, so in the process of talking about how to break multi steps and doing all these sequences, get in the mind of your clients, you know, hurry up and just figure it out. Okay. I mean, get it right. right don't, right. don't be reckless, yeah. but at the same time, get your marketing right because every day that goes by that you're not constructing effective marketing that works, you are literally, you are keeping yourself from making money. You are keeping yourself from creating value and providing solutions to all the people in the world. And you could have the greatest product and service on the planet, but it doesn't make a damn bit of difference until somebody buys it. And so in order to get somebody to buy it, you need to engage with them. And so you need to enter a conversation that is existing in their minds, get them to engage with you, start sharing with them very powerful, compelling. And when we say very powerful, like, again, 
I mean, you don't need to be a rocket scientist here. I've got no formal education in pretty much anything. And it's just, you know, going out and figuring out, you know, how to communicate with people in ways that they, you know, that's about them. And see, that's the whole thing, too. I mean, it, it, just make it about them. And if you start thinking about them and focus on them instead of focusing on you, it makes the whole process of creating advertising that works uh, way more beneficial. And we are starting to get lots of really great comments on a lot of our uh, episodes. So we would encourage yeah. you to please share your thoughts. Uh, please tell other people about uh, the I Love Marketing podcast. We we really strive to, uh, you know, have conversations and talk about things that, you know, make sense or common sense and that everybody could uh, could do. And if you've not read Breakthrough DNA recently, uh, download it on the, uh, on the page. And if you want to, um, you know, if, if you if you want to really give yourself the highest advantage humanly possible to be a great marketer, you know, go back and listen to some of the episodes if, that you've not listened to. And uh, that's it. So, what else, Dean? What else do we need to say? And then we'll let everyone go. Uh, hurry the hell up! And uh, see, I'm trying to not use the F word more than once. I don't know. Why, I don't know. Why, I don't know why I get into like I'm, I'm so I'm so weird. I need to do therapy or something just on this issue because I I get all sensitive. That's funny. Like you know, what am I worried about here? You know, our free podcast. Your gonna, profanity issue. Yeah. yeah people gonna quit. No, buy, uh, people gonna quit buying. Gonna people gonna quit buying our our free podcast if uh, our free podcast. Yeah. That's right. I want a refund. That's you, you use the F word. So anyway, trying to trying to behave a little. So what else? What do, what do you, what else you got for us? I think you know sometimes. The question isn't what else. Sometimes the question is, is that enough? Yeah. I think this is one of those times. It is enough. And I'm pretty, it is enough. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's it, Dean. Until next time, everybody have a great day. Have a great evening and, uh, goodbye. Thanks guys.